Hello, Nightly Embers. This week I'm going solo. Laura's out sick and I didn't feel like what we had planned was really appropriate. So we're just going to dive right into it. We have no further announcements for this week. Just remember that you can now find us on Ashes to Ashes SpookyPodcast.com. And then from there, give us a listen, rate us, and like us on the social media. Remember, you can always go to Ashes to Ashes fan page group on Facebook as well to hang out with all of the other nightly embers also enjoying our podcast. And since I am solo this week, I think it's story time. Recently, we've done a lot of paranormal and ghost in general kind of stuff. I want to get into cryptids, but I figured we'll uh, start yet another series. We're going to jump into one of my favorites today, one of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. This all started when I was kind of thinking, you know, Disney makes things all like happy-go-lucky, rainbows and butterflies, and where did the originals come from? Now, when they did their show Once Upon a Time, which is personally my favorite uh, show of all time, I'm trying to remember, you know, what did they do differently in that show that kind of portrayed a little bit more of the the madness behind it, the, the darker side of the stories. And then I remember the grim fairy tales of all of these characters that I like in that show. And since Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, that is a tongue twister, is one of my favorites, I thought I would share that story today. So kick back, relax, put your feet up, get cozy, and let's have a Brothers Grimm story time. There once was a poor miller who had a beautiful daughter, and one day, having to speak with the king, he said in order to make himself appear a consequence that he had a daughter who would spin straw into gold. The king was very fond of gold, and he thought to himself, That is an art which would please me very well. And so he said to the miller, If your daughter is very so clever, bring her to the castle in the morning, and I'll put her to the proof. As soon as she arrived, the king led her into a chamber, which is full of straw, and giving her a wheel and a reel, he said, now set yourself to work, and if you don't, if you have not spun this straw into gold by early tomorrow, you must die. With these words, he shut the room door and left the maiden alone. There, she sat for a long time thinking how to save her life, for she understood nothing of the art of. She understood nothing of art whereby straw might be spun into gold, and her perplexity increased more and more till the last she began to weep. 
All at once the door opened and stepped in a little man who said, Good evening, fair maiden. Why do you weep so sore? Ah, she replied, I must spin this straw into gold, and I am not sure I do not know. The little man asked, What will you give me if I spin it for you? My necklace, said the maiden. The dwarf took it, placed himself in front of the wheel, and whirl, 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 three times around. The bobbin was full, and then he set up another, and whirl, 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 thrice, around again. The second bobbin was full, and so he went all night long until all the straw was spun, and the bobbins were full of gold. At sunrise, the king came very much astonished to see the gold, the sight of which gladdened him, but did not make his heart any less uh, did not make his heart any less covetous. Basically, he wasn't that impressed altogether. He caused the, the maiden to be led into another room, still longer, full of straw. And then he made, and then he uh, made her spin it into gold during the night if she valued her life. The maiden was, again, quite at a loss what to do. But while she cried, the door opened suddenly, as before, and the dwarf appeared and asked her what she would give him in return of his assistance. The ring off my finger, she replied. The little man took the ring and began to spun it at once. And by morning, all the straw was changed into glistening gold. The king was rejoiced above the measure at the sight of this, but he was still not satisfied. But, leading the maiden into another, still larger room, full of straw as, as the others, he said, This you must spend during the night, but if you accomplish it, you shall be my bride. For, he thought to himself, a richer wife thou, can, thou canst not have it all in the world. When the maiden was left alone, the dwarf again appeared and asked him a third time, What will you give me What will you give me to do this for you? I have nothing left and that is that I can give you, replied the maiden. Then promise me your firstborn child if you become queen, said he. The miller's daughter thought, Who can tell if it will ever happen and ignorant how else to keep herself out out of trouble she promised the dwarf that he, what he desired and he immediately set out and finished the spinning when morning came and the king found all he had wished for he celebrated his wedding and the miller's fair daughter became queen the gay times she had at the king's court caused her to forget that she had made a very foolish promise. About a year after marriage, when she had ceased to think about the little dwarf, she brought a fine child into the world, and suddenly, soon after its birth, the very, the very man appeared and demanded what she had promised. 
The frightened queen offered him all the riches of the kingdom if he would leave her, her child. But the dwarf answered, No, something human is dearer to me than all the wealth in the world. The queen began to weep and groan, so much that the dwarf pitied her and said, I will leave you three days to consider. If you in that time discover my name, you shall keep your child. All night the queen racked her brains for the name she could think of and sent a messenger throughout the country to collect far and wide any new names the following morning the dwarf and she began with Casper, Milker, Balthazar, and all the odd names she knew, but each the little man explained, that is not my name. The second day, the queen inquired of all of her people for uncommon and curious names, and called the dwarf, Rips of Beef, Sheepshank, Whalebone. But each he said, that is not my name. The third day, the messenger came back and said, I have not found a single name, but I came across a high mountain near the edge of the forest, where foxes and hares say good night to each other. I saw a little house, and before the door the fire was burning, and found this very curious little man dancing on one leg and shouting, Today I stew, and then I'll bake. Tomorrow I shall the queen's child take. Ah, how famous it is that nobody knows. My name is Rumpelstiltskin. When the queen heard this, she was very glad. For now she knew the name, and soon after the, the dwarf, and soon after came the dwarf and said, Now, my lady, queen, what is my name? First she said, Are you called Conrad? No. Are you called Hal? No. Are you called Rumpelstiltskin? Are you... <clears throat> a witch has told you. A witch has told you, shrieked the little man and stomped his right foot so hard the ground shook with rage and he could not begin to draw out again. Then he took hold of his left leg and with both his hands he pulled away so hard it came right off in the struggle and he hopped away howling terribly and from that day to this the queen has heard no more of her troublesome visitor I know la as episodes go on, I want to go into talk about fae lore and not just from the Once Upon a Time show because the Rumpelstiltskin in that show, spoiler alert, even though it's been 10 years, um, he is a fae descendant and it wouldn't surprise me if he is a fae descendant in the original story too taking children claiming them you know he didn't want anything else except the child so we shall uh find out but 
Uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, taking a listen to this little bit of a different episode this week. I know it's going to be a little bit shorter, but we wish Laura all the best wishes as she recovers. Fingers crossed that she will be back next week and we can continue with our regular topics. But I figured um, every now and then I'll pick a Grimm's fairy tale or maybe an Anderson fairy tale just to kind of mix things up a little bit. Most likely it'll be when I'm doing a a solo week. Um, But until then, Nightly Embers, remember... You can send us an email at ashes2ashesspookypodcast.com. Find us at our new website we launched last week at ashes2ashesspookypodcast.com. From there, you can rate, review, all that fun stuff. But until next time, stay spooky.